Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge, and today I am joined by a buddy of mine, Mr. David Puppo. Pupo, how do you say it, man? I always screw it up. Pupo. <laughs> Pupo, David Pupo. And David is a real estate investor and a coach, and I've run into David several times at different you know, mastermind events across the country. And uh, I'm excited to have him on the show today. So, David, what's up, brother? How are you, man? Hey, man, we are doing as best as that we can. Uh, every day is a great blessing. We we got in late from a flight uh, yesterday, but thankfully enough, man, we we landed safely, man. It's uh, it's just a blessing. Sometimes it's we've gotten some pretty crazy weather here in the last couple of days in Orlando. But hey, man, safe landings. We're a little bit delayed, but that's I'd rather have a safe landing every time. Yep, I hear that, man. I hear that. Well, David, do me a favor, brother. I know a little bit about you, of course, but the audience probably doesn't. So, you know, who are you? Fill us in. Give me your bio, brother. Right, right. Well, I'm I'm born and raised here in Florida, guys. Um, I, I love being from the state of Florida, honestly. It's something I take a lot of pride in. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale uh, for a majority of my life, was playing a lot of sports, was somewhat smart enough to be able to get decent grades. Uh, so when sports didn't work out, it was something that uh, I started tearing my rotator cuff playing baseball, but smart okay. enough to be able to still get into colleges, right? Uh, that was one of those things. Hey, my mom always told me, if baseball doesn't work out, and if she told me that at 15, I would have told her she was crazy. Then at 18, I'm like, thank God I got the right grade, right? <laughs> so I went up to Orlando, went to the University of Central Florida, and uh, I met the love of my life over there, my wife. And um, we both stayed here in Orlando. She's actually from New Jersey. And I mean, it was it was something that was really interesting because, you know, we when I grew up, I only was grown up with a, a single mom and she was so, so heartbroken that I didn't move back down to Fort Lauderdale. And I told her, hey, the, the new chapter for me is up here. And uh, luckily enough, my mom has actually now since moved up here. So we have the whole family up here now. Nice. Central Florida area um, out of college. I did not have any idea that real estate investment would be something I did. Uh, it was, it was certainly something that I felt like I stumbled into, uh, with podcasts, uh, bigger pockets. I think a lot of people are familiar with it. Right. Oh yeah. But I always had family members in real estate, but nobody was doing real estate investments or at least not that I really knew that that was like their full-time job. Right. And, and so I'm listening to bigger pockets at, at my first corporate job outside of college. And I, I was starting to hate that job. Uh, it was something I had no passion for and I was working 60 hours a week and it was just, it was honestly just exhausting. And somebody hit me with a phrase and it stuck with me uh, since then. It's, I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And yep. that's where I got to that with that, with that position. And I, I found myself listening more and more and more and more to real estate investment podcasts. To the point where at that time, I mean, her and I were only dating for like a year, right? So uh, me, me and uh, Sam, my wife now, I, I told her, I was like, hey, 
I think this is the leap I want to take. Uh, I She knew that I wasn't happy at the position I was in. And I was like, you know, what's the worst case scenario? I'll save up three months of expenses and I'm, I'm going to go all in. Let me see what I could do in 90 days with it. Right. And so that was in 2016. And thankfully enough, man, I haven't really had to look back since then. That's that's amazing. What kind of real estate investing are you doing, David? Yeah, we do we do wholesaling. Um, you know, I, I I fix and flip maybe about two or three properties a year, and we have uh, ten properties or ten units uh, right now as our rental portfolio, uh, and that's pretty much primarily it. So single family, the portfolio consists of uh, two duplexes and two houses and a four unit. Okay, awesome, man. You said some wholesaling. Are you doing any fix and flips at all, or no, not not so much? You know, I, I'm not quite the the interior designer eye person. Uh, so I've done a couple challenges. Flips. Yeah, got a lot it, of challenges. Yeah, and I, I've I've realized that about myself. Like that's why I like the rental properties a little bit more. It's a little bit more of like a, you know, easy turn. Uh, I know that I want some easy wire, easy cream, nice durable floors. Let's get it repeated. Mm -hmm. I love it, man. Why real estate? Why real estate? Real estate, I was somewhat around real estate my entire life. My mom owned a title company. My aunt was like a really successful real estate agent prior to the crazy recession. I mean, everybody was pretty successful in South Florida until nobody was successful in South Florida when the recession hit. But I had a lot of family members that were in that world. And I started learning the benefits of real estate, right? We're not only talking about like Wholesaling has a low barrier to entry. You know, you can call your, you can go get yourself some business cards tomorrow, send out a couple of postcards and say, now nah, I'm a wholesaler, right? That's it. Uh, All there is to it. Yeah. But what real estate really ended up doing for me is it gave me the freedom that I wanted to be able to create and be able to also structure the lifestyle that I want. And it's not too bad that real estate, I think, is also, I'm probably being a bit biased here, but. It's still one of the most steadfast real investments that there is that God has given us to this date. You know, and the government certainly makes sure of that with how much depreciation you can write off on something that's appreciating simultaneously. Yep. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, cool. Tell me about your marketing. I'm super curious to hear about your marketing. It's something I typically ask a lot of my guests. I'm um, just very curious to see, you know, what people are doing. You know, I, I have a coaching business. I know you have a coaching business. And I'm sure that, you know, one of the main things that you teach your students, I know it is one of the main things that I teach my students is this is a marketing business, right? And if you don't have any leads, you don't really have a business. And yeah. I can't tell you how many people come to me and they say, Dave, I've been trying to do this on my own for four months or six yeah. months or 12 months in some cases. And, you know, one of the questions that I ask them, and this is one of the questions that one of my coaches asked me eight years ago when I was just getting into this business, um, how many offers have you made this week? How many offers have you made this month? And, you know, it's, it's shocking that people will say, oh, I've been doing this on the side, or I've been trying to start doing this or wanting to start doing this, or sometimes they'll even say, I'm doing it. And then my, again, my question is how many offers have you made? And the answer is none. And it's like, well, you're not doing anything then because yeah. this business is all about using paperwork to gain control of properties, regardless if you're going to do rentals or wholesales or wholesales or fix and flips or, you know, whole, uh, sandwich lease options. It doesn't matter, right? It's all the same at the end of the day, right? You got to get your hands on something in order to be able to do something with that thing. 
Yep. Um, so this is a marketing business. Obviously, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. What marketing? It's all good. <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's needed. Or you need do to hear it. Yeah, right. right now, right now we are primarily outbound, but I, I do see that with how the TCPA rules are and regulations are going. They're you know, changing. Right now, they're changing, bro. It's crazy. It's become water. It's liquid right now. It is adjusting significantly day in, day out, week in, week out. And like last year, we were doing primarily cold calling, and then we still are really doing cold calling. But I think with what I am seeing with the TCPA regulation, especially here in Florida, Texting is a very difficult thing. And if you're doing it outbound to sellers, I think it's a matter of if, I mean, it's a matter of when, not if you're going to get slammed by somebody, you're going to, you're going to reach out to the wrong person. And then they're going to tell you I'm on the, do not call. I'm not on the, I'm on the, do not call list. Now I have now recorded you texting me two or three times. It is now I'm taking you to court. So I'm getting, I'm slowly making my way out of a lot of the outbound world. We are going to be focusing a lot more on PPC and TV. Uh, we want to be really a brand presence for Central Florida. We're going to be focusing a lot more on inbound. But cold calling has been a really good one for people to start off with. You can keep it lead, it is. you can keep it efficient, um, and you can scale it very well if you know your numbers. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you, man. We we do both. You know, I talk about marketing. You know, as um... You know, there's two two different types of marketing. There's hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. And the hunting is is you know it's the outbound reach. If you, if you think about it, right? It's it's think yeah. about you out in the woods with the bow and arrow, just as an example here, right? You'll, you know, it's very rare that a deer is just going to come over and just put itself right in front of you and lay down and let you shoot it, right? I know that's kind of graphic, but it's hunting, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and I get it, right? You know, that's hunting. But you got to get out there. You got to go knock on doors. You got a cold call. You got a network. You got a cold text. You got to do whatever it may be. And then there's fishing. And the beautiful thing about fishing is who's to say you only can have one fishing pole? I can go send 10,000 postcards to people. And I got all these lines in the water. And then eventually some of these bobbers are going to pop. And that's just phone calls coming in. But it's yeah. hunting or fishing. It's one or the other. And, you know, in regards to the marketing, to take it just one one more level down, you know, you got to have a budget and that budget needs to either consist of money or time and often a yeah. little bit of both at a minimum, you 100%. know, and the time is really the hunting and the money is the fishing and the fishing doesn't have to necessarily just be direct mail. It could be, you know, a website with SEO or pay-per-click or a billboard or a radio or television. Like you mentioned, it could be banded signs, right? And banded signs are going to require time too. It's a little bit of hunting and fishing combined, yep. but you're going to have all these different strategies, but you got to have a plan. Yeah. And that's what I love. So you have a plan. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm doing the same with you. I do have an AdWords account set up. You know, our budget's nothing too crazy. I think we're spending 3500 a month right now. So it's, you know, good, good chunk, but it's not anything too, too crazy. Yeah. Uh, we do direct mail to probates. We do driving for dollars. And then we cold call and cold text vacants and absentees, right? So mm-hmm. we are also, you know, doing a lot of the, of the hunting, the outbound. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't want to ever particularly say that I'm going to fully exit it. Uh, but I can tell you this at one point in time, I was sending two or 3000 texts a day and now I'm down to maybe three to 500. So, it's, you know, we've dude, definitely scaled back quite a bit, much, yeah, man. much more careful with who, who we're marketing to. And if they tell us to stop, we, we, we make sure that we do, you know, because again, you know, we don't, we don't want to be harassing people. You know, we don't want to be annoying people. Now I get it. Marketing is sometimes, or prospecting marketing, same thing sometimes can be a little, you know, intrusive and 
I personally don't like getting a ton of cold calls or cold text either. So, you know, we do it, but we've scaled back and we've moved more into hunt or into the fishing side of the business, right? right. Postcards, ad words. Um, we've even done radio ads. I've been on and off the radio for about four years now. So nice. I love it, man. But you're doing all the things that you need to do to get leads. And I'm sure yeah. you're great at teaching this stuff to your students too, man. Yeah, man. And and a lot of the people that we get are are here in Florida. And and I think you have to be very well aware of of where you are at when it comes to the right type of marketing, right? Like when ringless voicemail, not to get too dated, right? But uh, when ringless voicemail became a really big phenomenon in a lot of parts of the country, it became a stupidly hot and a stupidly cold thing really quickly in Florida. The TCPA regulations came in and slammed down really hard, right? When I was going into more of a texting model, you know, I, I had on really good advice from from some of the higher ups that are attorneys and stuff like that, that they said, enjoy it while you can in the next six months, it's going to be something that is heavily, heavily regulated. And uh, once again, not to date where we're at, but one of the bigger texting platforms just like a few weeks ago, just got absolutely shut down. Who was uh, it? it was lead Sherpa. Lead Sherpa got, got shut, shut down. down. Huh? They got shut down. Um, Jeez, they got shut happened? down. So compliance man that's how it's almost whatever happens to everybody right it just becomes yeah, they, a, somebody become... wasn't following the right you know procedures and yeah yeah well, who do you i use batch leads for my uh mostly mostly almost everything in my business i have a crm right. outside of batch of course and i have a couple mm -hmm. other softwares of course but i use batch for most of my uh texting and i use batch dialer for my for my calling what softwares are you using were you using lead sherpa no, I wasn't using, I have used it before. I've used but, it in the past. Yeah. It's been four mm -hmm. years, probably three or four. Right. It's been a long time, but I've used it for sure too. Yeah. So our, our, uh, our platforms are Salesforce. Uh, so we use, uh, left main, which is like their own customized, uh, like platform within S Salesforce. So yeah, within that we have SMS 360 and that's where we do a, a majority of our texting. And uh, what we do is we also have batch leads. So we pull a lot of our lists and data from batch leads as well. So very, very similar stuff with that. Yeah. So we do that. We use InvestorLift for our disposition process. Um, when it comes to the cold calling, we have it outsourced right now to a third-party company. Uh, so it. they're the ones that are on the dialer. I do believe they use call tools. Uh, but I mean... I think you, honestly, you outsource yeah, it to a yeah. third party company or they call they're calling on behalf of you, your company. But I guess you don't have do you have to register yourself like in your EIN and all that, or does that go through their business? Goes through their business. That's kind of yeah. cool. So there is like kind of a little bit of a wall there, like a liability mm -hmm. wall for you. Right. You know? I've had lots of callers over the years, on and off. I don't have any at yeah. the moment, but I was literally this morning thinking about maybe adding a part time caller just to just to do some, a little bit more marketing, right? Yeah. Uh, but we are pivoting a little bit more, you know, away from the hunting and into fishing. But just because I'm pivoting doesn't mean I'm going to stop. Like I said, we're, you know, you, you can't not cold call some of these leads, right? Right. So you gotta, even if, you, even if they call you from like a postcard and you don't get them, I mean, you're still calling them back and it's still cold, right? Mm -hmm. Until you get them to raise their hand and say, yes, I want you to come view my home. Then it's a warm lead, right? But yeah. prior to that, it's still cold. So there's no way to truly avoid it. But, you know, doing it in bulk and in mass is something that we all should definitely be careful about. And I know Florida cracked down on RBU. Really bad. Yeah. Really and I'll bad. and I'll tell you what, to go one step further on what you mentioned, I think you have to understand who you are trying to find. 
and then the marketing is going to make the most sense to it, yeah. right? You are not going to, if you are spending a lot of money to do PPC for people that are in multifamily, you're going to blow a budget because multifamily people aren't the same people than somebody who needs to sell their house now, right? They're different overall avatars. Like I, I put almost in the same category, multifamily and landowners. They're in one category. And then people who are selling, selling single family and possibly up to a duplex in a whole different bucket. That's, and, and I think that what, that's what a lot of the audience members need to understand is who are you trying to attract? And then you contour, you, you, you curate that, the marketing around it, right? Because once again, a land person or a multifamily person is typically like 90, 95% of the time, not somebody who's like, I need to sell my 12 unit right now. They're usually in a well-off position. So you got to go hunt for those leads. You got to go find those people and you got to be able to be able to go that one step further as opposed to here in the, in the, in somebody using Google is like, holy crap, I'm behind on another, another mortgage payment. I need to sell this house before I gets foreclosed on. Right. And then they're going to go, I need to sell my house fast in St. Louis, Missouri. Right. So then yep. you're going to be the one that pops up as opposed to, I need to go find my 12 units. It, they don't just, they don't, they don't type it in. Yeah. That's a great point, man. That's a great point. David, tell me a little bit more about your program, man. I'm super curious. You, you have like a multi-offer type of a thing. I'm super yeah. curious to, to learn yeah. more about yeah. this, brother. Yeah. So as we as we've been able to make this transition, right? I, I didn't want to create just a wholesaling course to create a wholesaling course. I wanted to be able to to create something where I knew it would bring a lot of value to the people, right? Yeah. It's just simply called TripleOffer.com, and oh, what it that. is, yeah, what it really is, Dave, is simple. I am looking to see if if somebody has motivation, what are we creating in terms of solution for them to make sure that if, I, if I'm just making this stupid cash as is offer and they don't care about a cash as is offer, I am not blowing that leap. We have spent too much time, too much money on all of this marketing and all of this money. But if they want that cash it. as is offer, you're gonna give it to them, right? You're just not- all you're just, it. are you not, are you, is it that you're not leading with it or how, I guess, how are you determining, you know, to make the cash offer or to yeah. make the triple offer or whatnot, or you make it yeah. all offers all the time? I, I use a really good one. So here's a really good one for your audience. I like to be able to categorize sellers into three real motivating factors. Yep. I want to know what timeline they want to work on. I want to know how much of a convenience factor that they want on this and what is that price point that they're at. If I can get from those three, I create kind of like a triangle. In so timeline, convenience, and what's the third one? Price. That's right. simple, right? Okay. And I mean, I know Brent Daniels teaches the four pillars, right? And, and you know, that that has its, its reasoning. But what happens with our triangle is where... I have, you know, price, time, and, and then, of course, convenience is now where I can start categorizing what the different solutions that make sense around it are, right? If somebody is really low on price and they need a very quick timeline, I know that that's going to be my wholesale deal, right? That's somebody that needs a cash as is offer tomorrow, right? If somebody is telling me that they own a property with 100% equity and they don't care if they sell it within 30 or 60, 90 days, they just want retail price for it. Now I know I'm going to be able to pitch them something else. But right. in our triple offer sequence, we are going to guide them through that entire process. So at the end of the day, they are able to decide what they want and all three offers work out for us. 
I love it, man. That's amazing. Timeline, convenience, and price. And that's and based upon those things, you can kind of put them into a bucket of they're ultra motivated, or maybe we need to approach this a little bit differently. And, you know, and motivation doesn't necessarily mean price, right? Those are different things, right? 100%. So sometimes their motivation can be to just not have to go back to the property. Sometimes the motivation can be, you know, to get the most pro the most money for it. Sometimes yeah. it can be to get cash quickly. Sometimes it can be to not have to fix something. I mean, it can, there can be a lot yeah. of different things and it really just depends on, you know, the property, the condition, the yeah. person, right? I always yeah. tell a lot of my students, you know, there's, there's two types of distress. There's a distressed person and there's a distressed property. And oftentimes we meet people that are distressed themselves and they also own a distressed property. And, you know, I, I refer to these as kind of like home run leads. And the reason I say that isn't necessarily for any bad reason. It's a good thing because we're, it's a good thing is we're able to help these people, right? right? The more distressed situations they're in, the more our solutions look convenient and appealing and, and, and look like solutions versus exactly. offers, you know, like when I'm making an offer to somebody, yeah, there's money behind it and I'm buying it at a discount. You gotta, you want to make money in this business. But really at the end of the day, the, um, the offer is a solution. That's really right. what that is, you know, and, and people that mm -hmm. look at that offer as a solution versus just a number, you know, are the t people that I'm typically wanting to try to locate and market to and do business with because, you know, just making offers to people doesn't necessarily help them out if there's not a problem behind that, you know? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And and that's why when you're introducing so many different, like another option or two in front of these people, and let's just theoretically say, like, if you're if you're doing cold calling, I can almost guarantee you, you're not the first person nor the last person that's called this person, right? I always tell my team this, how are you making sure at the end of that discussion that you have made an impression on this person? How are you standing out? Because I can tell you 80 to 90% of the people who are in the wholesaling market right now lead with a cash offer. And if that person doesn't accept it, they just go, okay, well, I don't really have anything else for you. Sorry. And then that lead goes to the wayside. I'm converting on, I have four deals closing in the next two weeks. Three of them are not cash offers. One's innovation and two are creative financing deals. It's making sure that I understand, okay, this person isn't as crazy motivated by this kind of price point. Does that mean I'm not going to present it? Of course not. I'm going to still show them, hey, if you want the cash, here's what I can offer cash. Right. Yeah. Sometimes placing the cash offer on the on the yeah. LOI uh, makes the other offers look more appealing because they're typically yeah. higher. Right. The cash offer is the low offer. It's also but the cash offer is a great thing to lead with. At least, you know, it depends on the deal, of course. But right. most of the time, for me, at least, it's a good thing to lead with, even if I decide to offer a different offer that's not necessarily cash offer because it anchors mm -hmm. and lets them know, hey, I'm not here to pay retail. You know, maybe I can if you want to get really creative and be the be the bank or something like that or let me take over your payments, you know, but I don't necessarily want to lead with those things. I want to lead with, you know, I'm I'm here to buy this at 60, 70 cents on a dollar, maybe less, you know, cash. And if that works, great. And if it doesn't, well, all right, maybe I can pay you more. But man, I love that. So tripleoffer.com is where people yeah. can come learn more about the program. Um, is that the best place to reach you if they have questions? Do you want, you know, do you have a social or an email or you know, if somebody's listening to this podcast and they wanted to learn more, is that just the, where they where you would send them all, tripleoffer.com? 
you can go there, of course, as you can imagine with my first and last name combination, there is not a whole bunch of people named David Pupa. There's one other in the in the state of Florida, and he's my cousin, actually, ironically <laughs> enough. So so you're either going to find me in Orlando or him in Miami. Uh, so David Pupo, you can find me on Facebook really easily. Uh, on Instagram and TikTok, it's at Dollars with David. Uh, so you can find me pretty easily with that. It's um, yeah, man. I I liked I like being able to help people out with this because I would see a lot of people that are starting off with wholesaling and and to go back to a a a, a point that you made earlier, right? It's a marketing business. But also, you need to understand with all of these leads that you are generating, how are you converting it? Nothing makes sense. It, you can have all the leads in the world, but if you don't know how to convert them, it's wasted money. Yeah, right. Agreed, man. Absolutely. So that's why that's why that's why this triple offer part has made so much sense to so many of my students and people that I, I help with it is because they're like, I know this guy wants to sell a property, Dave. He just doesn't want it at 60 cents on a dollar. And I'm like, that's completely fine. Yeah, and I don't work them. I, I haven't sold any of my properties that, you know, at 66 yeah. cents a dollar typically. I mean, if yeah, I'm bull sailing it and I bought it at 50 cents on a dollar, sure. But anything that I've owned and had as a rental or fixed it up in any way, shape, or form, trying to get 90 to 100% on the dollar, maybe more even, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I totally get it, you know? And, I, and, I'll, and I'll bring it back home on, on one of the deals that we're closing this week. The guy has been in our system 15 months, Dave, 15 months. He's been in our system since February, 2022. And he had a tenant in place. And so we follow up. He would tell me not now, not now, not now. And then at one point he just said, no, not selling. And then suddenly we put it back into a drip campaign where we followed him back up in the end of 2022. And he was like, well, the person is leaving in February. They were actually leaving in February, February of this year. And so he goes, I think I might want to sell this at the end of February. I don't want to deal with another tenant. So I would give this little gem for the, the audience. I love the owners that are also investors because seller financing to them is such an easy idea to understand. Yep. They already understand the idea of cash flow, right? Yep. A seller, a home buyer or a home owner, sometimes you have to be able to have some better better phrasing and be able to really bring it down to like a 10 year old level, third grade level kind of stuff with an investor, somebody who, who's owned the property, you can have a little bit more of an intelligent conversation. They understand the concept of, well, my act, my equity becomes the, now the, the mortgage on that property. It's a little bit of an easier conversation. So this guy was like, well, I only want to sell for, you know, retail value at that, at the, at this area, it's like 250,000. I go, perfect. Are you willing to do these terms? And of course, after some back and forth, we uh, we were able to come up to a negotiation, but we were able to get a property at retail and I'm happy about it. No, I think I, I love it, man. Yeah, you got to you got to you got you, you to gotta have the ability to be a little flexible and you got to have the ability to give people other options. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to be throwing throwing, you know, leads in the trash can that, you know, could could be something. Yeah. yeah. So I love it, man. Well, that's awesome. David, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for coming on the show. I know you've given us a lot of valuable, you know, nuggets here today. Guys, check out David directly. David Pupo, and he is in Orlando, not in Miami. I'm sure if his cousin gets a message from one of you guys, they'll he'll direct you over. But uh I've let him know. Yeah, let him know, man. Absolutely. Say, say, I'm on a podcast tour right now, bro, and you may be getting some messages. Send me those people. I want to help those people out, man. Hook it up. 
Uh, but yeah, guys, also go check it out. Tripleoffer.com. Very simple, very easy link to remember. Go check that out and uh, connect with David. He's, uh, he's a great real estate investor. I've known him for several years. Like I said earlier, I've ran into him multiple times at different mastermind events. And I know he's the real deal because these mastermind events I'm referring to aren't free. You know, they cost money to go to travel, hotel, flights, you know, two, three, four thousand dollars sometimes tickets to get in the room. And, you know, I've seen him at multiple of them. So I know if he's investing in himself, he knows what he's doing. Obviously, yeah. he's got rentals and multiple students that he's helping already. So, yeah, Dave. Awesome, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, your time today. And again, guys, check it out. Tripleoffer.com. Sign it off. Thanks for bringing me on, brother. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.